Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy, nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is a turntable. I mean, Trevor Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. I shouldn't start with an in-joke that nobody else heard. Yeah, I know, but- Anyway, I actually was going to say, did you forget your name there for a second? Because it sounded like you did. <laughs> Listen, it's been a long week. <laughs> We're all isolated. Things start to happen when you're alone by yourself. And one of those things is you forget your name. But I'm here. <laughs> I'm Ben. I remember now. Let's play some click picture. Trevor, do you want to tell the listening audience what that game is? We have a random image getter that gets images from a board panda list that Ben found a few weeks ago on the counter. Three, two, one, click. Ben's going to hit enter and put his picture into into the Discord that we've both got access to. We're going to see that picture. We're going to explain it to the audience, and then we're going to riff on a game design. Yeah. Then at the end of the episode, it's my turn to find an ep- uh, to find a picture. Here we go. Three, two, one, enter. <laughs> More food. More food. It's always the food. We have a fairly large man shoving something into the mouth of a surprised woman wearing a hoodie. That's really the whole thing. It looks like maybe a taco or a bit of a ham- a burger or something. I see some lettuce. His hand's covering most of it. It's not a very good photo. I don't know what you would ever use this photo for. <laughs> He's very pleased with himself. Is this- He's like, open wide. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a world where all of those, like, carnival clowns that you shove the balls in the mouth of are sentient? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. It's like some weird horror world where- Okay, so so you actually work as like the attendant for for this creepy, you know, clown creepy place. sideshow thing. Yeah, like uh, yep. what do you you're like carnival game? Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> it's like don't get too close, they bite. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's all about you know it's it's sort of a rundown carnival. It's the conversations that you have that you're having with the um with the clown heads and. Um, right, you're talking to them like while you wait for customers to come along. Yeah, I, I reckon this could this could actually be you know kind of a fun, yeah, introspective sort of look. a weird surrealist kind of yeah introspective kind of game where it's all very dialogue based. I kind of like the idea that you know you got to sort of be on the lookout for for customers while you're talking, so you can quickly go no 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 st- stop talking customers. And, like, they go back to putting their mouth open and, you know, heads back and forward. <laughs> yeah, and you get to, like, choose from your, your carny patter of what you say. You know, yep. step right up. Come and shove a hamburger in the clown's mouth. See if you can win a prize. <laughs> All the prizes are feces. <laughs> this one over here doesn't really have a gag reflex. <laughs> But uh, (laughs) careful if you choose old Joey on the left there because he's got an appetite for blood. (laughs) He'll he'll take your finger off. It's like, oh, 
<laughs> they're actual severed heads. <laughs> Reanimated yeah, I, by the. I think, by the yeah, that's it. I think they're very much carnival witch doctor. I think they're very. I think this is this kind of creepy carnival. Are there other sorts of things we could add to this carnival? And maybe if this is the game, it's fine. But maybe you just see them in the background, or like you talk to some of the other carnies, like the rides. You know, is the roller coaster like a giant intestine or something? I don't know. Like- <laughs> well, what what I'm thinking is that your character is actually a demon, and okay. and the whole carnival is actually run by demons. Oh, this is like Hell's Carnival and or something. Yeah, it's kind of like Hell's Carnival, and it just pops up somewhere on Earth. And it's sort of like you're looking for you're looking for fresh meat to add to the carnival sort of thing. That's a cool aesthetic. I like that idea of it being like, yeah, like Hell's Carnival pops up in some city. All the surrounding people are compelled to come and they have to like win back their soul. <laughs> they have to win enough points to leave with their soul. Otherwise, Satan gets to keep it. And he's like the ringmaster of this circus. And effectively, or if you whatever. look behind you, all the stuffed toys, they're actually souls. Like, yeah. So, oh, you, you see can someone win other walking out with- <laughs> Well, basically, if you don't win one of the big prizes, you know, you, you walk away with only a piece of your, piece of your soul. Yeah. Effectively, um, on, on the way out, your, your winnings are, are judged against your, the size of your soul. Right. Or yes. something like that. Something like that. Yes, exactly. Like, you have to, you have to win enough- to, do you get to live with part of your soul, and that's like what creates yeah, and people basically, who are evil and stuff? They lose yeah, at hell's I, at I, hell's carnival. I think you can you can have like everyone has sort of like a balance of good versus evil, and effectively, the more soul that you have, the the gooder that you are. <laughs> the gooder. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, and so you're just and you're just uh, you're just a carny. You're just working there. Um, you don't really care if people win their souls, except that, you know, you have an incentive to keep the game rigged or whatever, um, and creepy. (laughs) I I think, you know, it could actually be kind of like a story thing that actually goes along that there's, there are, um, some weird characters that come by to, to play the game. And there's a, there's a guy who's always coming back, just trying to win, you know, win the big, the big prize. So what's the big? So he's basically get, spending. Do you get extra soul? Well, I, I think crow? this guy has been has been around the carnival so long. He's never actually won anything. That right. Know, he's so he's just trying to get out with his soul. He doesn't want to leave without it. Yeah. And yeah, has been sticking around. Yeah, that's and, cool. I like. I definitely like the idea of sort of recurring characters or different characters coming through. Um, and in between, I, I kind of, I kind of see this guy almost like a junkie that sort of comes up trying to trying to get his fix, sort of thing. Like he's lost so much of his soul. That- yeah, he's scraped up enough like soul flakes to play again. <laughs> uh, but then he lose, just always loses. Uh, yeah, and maybe it's one of those sort of papers please things where you can choose to let him win at some point. Like it builds up to you can choose to let him go or not. Yeah, and. I know. I just I can just imagine some of the other carnival games that you can you can maybe see is like you know one of those duck shooting things, but they're actual fingers that or hands or something like that that are that have been put up there that are that are like still connected to to maybe one one of. Well, I'm thinking that the clowns were previous 
previous members of the public, and like they <laughs> right. they got sort of oh, okay. cut apart and added into the si- the sideshow. So, you- so if you just don't win it, if you don't win at all, you just get like merged into this carnival. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so, yeah, all the rides are just built from bones and flesh and sinew. Yeah, and, and the problem is that these people can still feel everything that's yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. What so a way to like, start off the episode. Shooting two people's <laughs> hands, yeah. Yeah, we uh, we started off uh, dark and insane, but hey, that's the way we do it. All right, three, two, one, click. It can only go up from here. Are we doing- are we doing um, phrase uh, today? No, let's just let's just do regular because I already have it open. Okay, my word. So, is- do you want to explain to the to, oh yeah to the listening public that hey listeners out works. there, we're in your ears. <laughs> we're going to play a game called Click Pitch. This is somewhat similar to the last one, except instead of a picture, we just have words. Imagine that if you can. Trevor can't. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't visualize it. You can't visualize it. I can it. still imagine it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Otherwise, this podcast wouldn't go anywhere. All right, it's already rambling. So, click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us, and on the count of three to one, click. We're going to get new words and jam together and make a game design from that, just like you heard us do with that picture, but with words. Let's do it. Three to one, click. Crunch. Burst. Crunch burst. That's like that's a cereal or something or a like a, a lollet like a candy candy bar. Yeah, it's definitely I'm, food I'm, related. I'm certain, certainly seeing that it's that it's something to do with. It is definitely something to do with uh, cereal. I do like okay. the. I do like that image of of you know the kid coming home trying to get to the prize at the bottom of the cereal packet and all this sort of stuff. Oh, something to do with the prize. Okay. Is this a is this a um, last starfighter situation where Ooh, the cereal like companies is run like the cereal company is actually some sort of alien race or like cyborg you know roller derby team um, <laughs> cyborg roller derby team. and they're tra- and they're recruiting <laughs> and the way they're doing that is by like putting things into the crunch burst box. And and using that as as some sort of uh, test that you have to pass <laughs> a burst of crunchy goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the, that's the slogan. It's bursting with crunchiness. <laughs> bursting with fruity crunch ber- crunchness. <laughs> Crunchosity. <laughs> <laughs> here in a, here in our um in our factory we get our crunchologists to to yes. make sure that <laughs> they've injected enough bursting crunchness into the- here in our lab bursty no that doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> okay so what is this test what are they recruiting for who are they and who do you play is this a kind of RPG situation. Just the reason I went that direction is like often you'll just like play a kid. Yep. And so you can have the whole wake up enter name here mm-hmm. by your mum. Come down and have bre- have have your favourite cereal crunch burst. <laughs> <laughs> it's bursting with crunchy goodness. Um, <laughs> TM. <laughs> and 
and then when you when you open it up and um you have this great idea to open it from the bottom instead of the top so that because oh see that's how you that's how you win a fucking last starfighter contest those yeah. sorts of ideas and, and basically they they go oh, you're the first person in history to ever <laughs> ever do that and they so are they watching in- uh, is it does it turn out that there's like cameras embedded in every box so um, I think there's actually like a the toy is like a mini robot that is determining uh, okay. like how much um, bursty crunchy goodness there is still in the box when the when the toy is discovered. Right, and if not one flake or burst has been removed, then you're a candidate. <laughs> Pretty much. So all right, I like this idea because I, I'm kind of picturing. All right, I'm picturing a party based RPG. But modern, like fairly modern looking, nice shiny graphics, 3D, maybe stylized, not sure. Somewhat stylized, I guess. Yep. Uh, super vibrant or like somewhat mm-hmm. restrained? I think somewhat restrained, particularly in this early bit. It's sort of, it's relatively realistic. Um, you are, a, you know, a kid in the suburbs. Okay. Yep. But- Uncanny, Uncanny Valley style. Yeah, like probably. Graphics. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, full, go, as, full go as close FMV. as you can get. <laughs> Not FMV. FMV. We don't need it anymore. We've got fucking ray tracing. <laughs> and basically, you've got your little intro scene and the robot joins your party and, like, tells you, okay, like, you're a candidate. It's basically setting you off on your hero's journey, right? Like, mm-hmm. I will lead you to the, the testing center- the crunch that what did you call it the fucking um the crunchologists the crunchologists in the in the in the f- burst factory yep and it's almost a, like a there's almost like a willy wonka vibe to it on the way yep. and you meet your like you meet the like five other candidates who were smart enough to open the box from the bottom <laughs> and and like, you, you talked to-, to Veronica Salt and realize uh, Veruca Salt and realized, oh shit, am I Charlie or am I Mike TV? <laughs> yeah, like, that's it exactly. You have to figure out the tropes. Uh, no, I think it's. I think I don't know what the test is yet, um, but I think you end up like two of you get through, and so you end up adding another person to your party, but. That can you you know maybe there's some choices to be made there, um, so you can go through the rest of the game with you know one of a few different people, mm-hmm. wh- whoever you sort of appeals to you most. Yeah, uh, and then from that point, once you pass, it's like okay, now we've got a mission for you, right? And it's something to some grand thing to save their species. So you um, fill in, you fill in the gaps. <laughs> I, I I still don't like the idea about um, you know how in Mass Effect you played. You know, Commander Shepard, and straight away you're the leader of the team. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that every single game like that out there, you know, you're always the you're leader. Always of the, the hero. Team. You're always the leader. Yeah, yeah. I so- kind of like the idea that you're not. You're number two, basically. Yeah. So you're, okay. So you're following else- along. Mm-hmm. Um, the AI is in control, basically trying to push you along. Yeah, or at least just from a narrative point. Yeah, and, yeah. A, and particularly from a narrative point, it's like, okay, this other person. Who, you know, through some combination of choices during the test period, you basically chose or at least leaned towards, but it's yep. like, okay, they got a, they got the highest score and your character got the next highest. And so you two are going on the mission. 
Because straight away that adds up, uh, gives you some some internal conflict in the in the team. Yeah, in absolutely. the fact that you're no longer the leader, you have to actually follow along with this with this person. And you know, later on, you can bring like your rival from boot camp. You know, they oh. they actually do make it through, and or and they-, they go and work for the enemy. Like maybe they like. Yeah, maybe there's someone who is super smart but real shitty yep. in, in they that, join in that group. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just should have made this a Willy Wonka thing. Maybe it's actually licensed. It would make sense. Uh, I'm, like, I'm just shoehorning it in. He can make cereal, though. Sweet cereal. <laughs> Crunch Burst sounds like sweet cereal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Wonka's it's just Crunch Burst. <laughs> Wonka's Crunch Burst. Exactly. I'm I'm, ha- I'm I'm really tempted to just pull it into that world, and it's kind of a either it's a alternate reality where Wonka's still running it, or it's like, I mean, we've already done a game with where Charlie was running it. So okay, maybe so it goes literally, with that, or it's his how kids. you're getting between missions is the Great Glass Elevator. At least that's <laughs> what they call it. Um, but in reality, the Great Glass Elevator is just this big hulking, you know metal dreadnought it's just it's called a glass elevator (laughs) so hang on all right hang on is this all right i think this is willy wonka the willy wonka's world we've previously established obviously willy wonka gave the factory to charlie Mm -hmm. charlie was i think trying to figure like groom a child like he was trying to he did this didn't we have a game where he did a similar thing I think so, but it kind of turned bad, <laughs> if I remember oh, rightly. Oh, maybe. Anyway, I think what's happened, though, is whoever has whoever owned the factory last has realised- Cereal know who is sh- the way to go. No, they've realised, <laughs> who should be running this factory? The fucking Oompa Loompas. They've been basically enslaved here for all this time. They release- the, he re- they, This person releases them from their slavery. The Oompa Loompas are now <laughs> in charge. They pivoted to Cereal very successfully- Read the market correctly, mm-hmm. but knew that, knew that candy was was always a, a dying market, whereas cereal is well, always c- well. Cereal has the like you can pretend it's healthy. Yep, right. So parents will want to buy it. It's yes. all savvy. Oompa it's the fact that they called it fruit crunch burst and not um, you know sugar crunch burst, which is what it really is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even notices that that's not fruit. That's fucking marshmallow um, in the shape of apples and strawberries. <laughs> and snozzberries. And snozzberries, yes. Fuck. <laughs> Good call. Uh, and so, I think something is threatening the Oompa Loompas. And this was the- they, They're like, oh, shit. Actually, we do need some representatives of the human world to like- deal with, you know, smart smart kids to to do something. And so, yeah, you do go to the the Loompa factory. <laughs> Have they renamed it, do you think? Or do they honour Wonka's name? Oh, I, I definitely don't think they um honour their cat door, <laughs> if you know what I mean. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, look, I think just like, just like a lot of colonised uh, uh, civilizations or, or peoples they have a very fraught history with their colonizers but yeah there's certainly a, 
mixed feelings there. So maybe they've rebranded. It's back. They're not, it's not even Loompa Factory. Like Oompa Loompas was just a shitty name that Wonka gave them. Yeah, they finally you, back to their native tongue. You know, they they've actually they've reclaimed the name. Um, only they can say it. Only uh, a, but- only an Oompa Loompa can call an Oompa Loompa Oompa Loompa. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We should stop saying it then. Yes, we should. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. It's going to make now. it hard now because we don't actually have an indigenous name for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I kind of love this though. And yeah, I like this. Uh, keep it as this RPG and basically they send you out to be like to fight off the fucking do you go sort of back to their homeland or something are you trying to find something for them maybe they need some sort of power source or or like special um, ingredients that, that they yeah think. like they've they, they their last snozberry seedlings died or whatever right like yeah um and they they need new ones because it's a it's a vital part of their um diet yeah that's cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good- Yeah, that's a good tie-in. All right, three, two, one, click. Irony. Amber. Okay. Can we- So, all right, here's where my brain's at. Amber made me think of Jurassic Park because of the, the fact that they got the DNA from mosquitoes trapped in amber, right? Yep. Irony made me think of Alanis Morissette. Yeah, Can same we here. merge the two <laughs> in some way? <laughs> Is this a future where they have found Alanis Morissette trapped in amber and they clone her? <laughs> and when she comes out, she keeps on saying all these things that are literally that are not, not ironic. ironic. They're just unfortunate. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. I I died and you guys brought me back. How ironic. It's like- No, no. that's just a thing that happens. We, we thought that after two two million years of you trapped in amber, <laughs> that you'd actually know what that's, <laughs> what that's about. Ah, but the fact that none of these things are ironic is ironic in itself. That was the plan all along. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's really a game there. <laughs> uh, no, nah, let's just click again. It was a cool idea, though. Yeah. Badge. Flowing. Flowing badge. Yep. Oh, are you a boy boy or a Girl Scout? See, where my head went to was Uh a sort of D&D-esque world. Okay. Where you are playing a um, a marshal slash sheriff-like character. That also happens to be a gelatinous cube. (laughs) (laughs) You need a new badge every day because you just keep fucking- Well, I was sort of thinking- Disintegrating it into your body. Gelatinous cubes are usually seen as as like evil sort of characters. But what if this one wasn't and was actually, you know, trying to turn a new leaf? We could dig dig into the background of gelatinous cubes and like their day-to-day life. I kind of like the idea that um, that this gelatinous cube was found in a dungeon by like a hero, and sort of protected the hero a little bit, you know. And it was how rather- sentient is a gelatinous cube? This one's rather sentient. This one's rather <laughs> sentient. 
Um, to the point that there's like a whole inner monologue going on the entire game. And I'm thinking that Neil Patrick Harris plays the gel- gelatinous cubes monologue. That could work. Okay. Either, either that <laughs> or Nathan Fillion, because both of them. No, have Nathan like Fillion a- plays the hero. Okay, yep. So it's a, it's a Dr. Horrible reunion. <laughs> we'll get Felicia Day in as well. She can play like another hero. Or, or maybe it's one of these like choose, choose your character. Yep. Sort of deals. Um, <laughs> they move very slowly, right? So, yeah. What, uh, I'm trying just trying to think how you play as a gelatinous cube. Is this a dialogue based game? Is this a, are you saying it's the inner monologue as this gelatinous cube, like, yeah, hangs as the out in a 10 by 10 sort of explaining room. what's going on in the game? What I'm are the game play decisions you need to make? Uh, do you hide above the door and drop down on the, um, on the criminal as they go to break into the bank? Um, do you, like, absorb their weapons and, and, you know, dissolve them? Um, so you're not just in a dungeon hanging out waiting for no, someone. You're, you're actually, I'm thinking it's in sort you're of like a town. In, in the town. You're, you're the sheriff slash marshal, you know, trying to protect all the citizens, but you move very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> The, the reason why the gelatinous cube came to my mind is because of something that your son drew up the other day or talked about the other day. Yeah. <laughs> he did. And he did like- invent a nappy changing machine and uh, where the nappy or diapers for our American or Canadian friends are disposed of into a gelatinous cube, which just dissolves them. Um, and this is because we recently watched Onward, which contains a gelatinous cube that's- uh, that's it was where such you a remember good film. from. Such a good film. Very, very good. I feel like this is- I feel like there is something here. I feel like it's got to be a relatively short joke game. And yes, you're you're basically moving very slowly side to side, trying to like block off sections and have the heroes run into- the, the, the bad guys run into you. Oh, I kind of like the idea that you can like separate yourself off and have like part of you as a trap- um, you know, oh, behind yeah. a door sort of thing. Yeah. And they just run in and they run right into you and their their legs literally get dissolved. And it's really, I like the really idea disgusting. of this being like a kind of voxel-ish world where you can just dissolve through any subsurface in the world. If you like, oh, you, yeah. you can just start walking through a wall and it will just suck into you and, and dissolve in your inside you. Um, but you can only, you, you can't like- bring in too much stuff in a short amount of time. Like, you have to wait for it to dissolve. Because otherwise, um, you know, your your acid will be too full of debris by the time yeah, you actually- Exactly. Yeah. Um, get to these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think whether- uh, whether you go through a couple of different um, stories in the start where, you know, you're learning to be a sheriff sort of thing. You're learning to be good and not, you know, just- Learning to love- Learning yeah, about I'm, friendship. I'm thinking about you know, you're you're being uh, taught by Nathan Fillion not to um not to just eat all the local school uh, school children. Right. How many do you get? How many do you need to eat before you have that conversation? Oh, about a hundred before the conversation <laughs> happens. <laughs> it's a big town. <laughs> Is there almost a Katamari Damacy vibe of kind of just? Going around and absorbing things into your body, See, into that your could body be mass. Cool. 
And not necessarily Basically, with the getting bigger. No, but de- definitely, um, like, you start off as a cube, but you realise that if you turn into a ball shape, you can actually move a lot faster. <laughs> right. But the problem is you control. leave a little bit of yourself behind. Oh, I see. The faster you go. You- yeah. Or something. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. So, so you can you can rush through town. Yeah, and you'll only hit three is- school children on the way. But you get there a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the idea that you take a shortcut through the through the like through the local school. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Fillion comes on screen. And he goes, "Oh, you only killed three school children this time. It's a That's new a big improvement." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I, I do. I am struggling to figure out the actual gameplay bit there. I do like the idea, but let's click again. Okay. Correcting application. <laughs> it's another paperwork game. Yep. Is this a game where you have to strategically put like white out like correction pen? Yes. On people's applications to alter but the meaning of them. He- here's a little wrinkle for you and you can say yay or nay. <laughs> it's okay. a text adventure. <laughs> <laughs> How would that even work? You just like look at application, it shows you the whole thing, and then you have to like type in white out first letter G in second paragraph. <laughs> it's not that crude. It's row column, <laughs> row column length. <laughs> no, I just I just wanted to wanted to say something funny. You can. Yeah, no, that's fine. All right, I, I don't think we should actually make a game out of whiting things out. So maybe let's think of a na- think of it as a narrative jumping off point. Mm-hmm. You play sentient whiteout. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was thinking that someone has like modified uh, an application in some way to to like make something happen in your life or. <sighs> Trying to think of the things you apply for. A license. Did you? Yeah. Did you apply for a passport, a driver's license? But but for some reason, due to a clerical error, that you, you got a truck license instead of a car license, and now you're having to drive like a semi trailer with no experience, and it's sort of a uh, almost a crazy task taxi esque thing where you're driving a giant semi. <laughs> <laughs> down the highway. I have no idea what I'm doing. Is this it, the break? Honk, it's, honk. It's one of these one of these games where you go in expecting to get a um to get a driver's license. You come out with like a a commercial vehicle license, but still, all you're wanting to do is just drive down to the down to the shop. So you got to take these this like 18 wheeler truck and try to park it in the <laughs> market car park. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe it's, maybe you get a pilot's license. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of all the different things you can apply for. Uh, motorbike license. Fishing license. Gun license. Pen license. (laughs) 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 You didn't realize that 
<laughs> there was white out on it. It was actually a penis license. <laughs> <laughs> and here's your penis. There you go. Enjoy that. You are licensed to use it. If anyone just doubts you, just just don't send out a out this piece of paper. Yeah, you'll see the fine print. You must not send dick pics to anybody unprompted, unsolicited. Uh, um, if, if you do want to do a little photo shoot, <laughs> prop up the dick, prop up the penis, <laughs> like it's like put a little hat on it, that's fine. Just keep the photos to yourself unless asked. Uh, but we, but if you do decide to show someone, then we need to see receipts. We need to see the um, the consent. <laughs> yes, you must have written consent, and also you must show them your receipt for this penis, so they know that you are the licensed owner. Yep. of said penis. Um, and they need to fill out a form eight eight one three. As long as they've filled out the penis form, then uh, and they've had you fill, and they've had you fill out the eight double zero eight one three five form uh, for reciprocal nudity received, then uh, you're good to go, and you will be well within the law and your rights of sexting. What I kind of like is you're in the PMV. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You're in the PNV. <laughs> and I, I just like the idea that the guy in front of you gets a license and immediately, just as he's, as he's leaving the office, they immediately just revoke his license because he's already sent a picture. <laughs> I do just love the idea that they're literally just handing you this, like, semi-flaccid penis. Like, it's not a license for your own dick. It's uh, detached. It's just a penis. That's what I've been picturing this whole time. <laughs> like, in this case, it's dick- like, why is it flaccid? Well, because, because you, you didn't fill out the form for the, for the erect one. <laughs> the erect one, you know, has a 13-day waiting period. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they go off very easily. It's unsafe. We need to make sure that you know, do a background check. Oh, and then there's then there's all these protesters outside who are who are saying no penis control and blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> Three to one click. Yep. Behavior. Race. Okay. I was thinking it's. Like one of these decathlon style games, but you're you're literally trying to um trying to take out your opponents. So you're you're using like bad Murderous. behavior. Oh, well, I, oh, right. You're cheating. You know, you're, you're cheating. The idea being that you don't get caught, but you also, you know, win the win. race and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Okay. So I kind of like the idea that it's a. a like a big multiplayer game, yeah, where you can do anything you like to cheat, but it's it's like you're still trying to you're racing against. <sighs> okay, so it's sort of it's almost a like I mean, how many people per like server? Like sixteen or something? Eight, eight, six, eight yeah. sixteen. Yeah, it's not a huge amount of people, but no. I guess so. Like- so you've basically got like checkpoints you have to get through, and the first person <laughs> through all those checkpoints wins. But there's also all of these resources around 
to let you just like totally fuck with people's shit. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like it's almost a, a battle royale kind of deal where you're scavenging for stuff. But yeah, the goal isn't last one standing; it's first one across the finish line. Yeah. It's but- kind of like a first-person shooter version of Mario Kart. Right. Okay. Because, yeah, okay, you've got the different things you can pick up. All right. So, I, I think you start off with nothing, and the the whole idea is, you know, it's it's almost Mirror's Edge parkouring sort of idea. Mm. Mm. So, it's three, two, one. The, the like, starter pistol goes off. You run, grab the starter pistol, shoot the, one of your opponents. All right, one down. <laughs> Keep going. Now, they they do come back, so it's it's kind of like Mario Kart in, that, uh, in the fact okay. that okay, but they you know, so they they come back further back or something, or they or you just you yeah. Can get the idea start being on. that if you just stay there the, the whole time, you're just shooting all these people, but one person's running ahead. <laughs> yeah, then you know that that person's probably going to win. So now you got to go chase after them. You've got um, you know, bazookas and all this sort of stuff that you can. Start yeah. Okay. How out. silly are we going with this? Blue shell silly. Okay. Okay. So it's it's Mario running race, basically. <laughs> Effectively. Or, or, well, but- you're saying a different event. So uh, are yeah. there like, is there a section where you have to like get a boat and row across, you know, a lake and then do some Ooh, like a triathlon sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that could be cool. That could be. But very maybe cool. you can like, if you get like, if you get to the boat soon enough, you and you've got the resources, you can like rig three of them to explode. And then get in, get in, a, get in another one, and you know you know that you'll have set some of those people back if they choose the wrong ones. Yeah, and that sort of thing. Like they sink. That is cool. Are there just guns around? Like, is this the sort of thing where you can pick up a sniper I, I, rifle? I think guns. Yes. Take out the limited leader. ammo. Yeah, uh, very limited ammo. Yeah. So, um, but it's fast paced. So, it's kind of like. In, in the case of Mario Kart, where you pick up an item, it's like a single-use item sort of thing. Yeah. So, you've got, like, one one clip of any hmm. weapon, pretty much, and you generally can't- pick, you can't get more. No. And until you pick up the next- something from the yeah, next pickup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I just think- I like that, then, because, yeah, I can picture finding a sniper rifle. It's like, oh, okay, I can, like- Zoom in across half the map and take out the leader, and and then sort of catch up a bit. But in order to hit him, you had to stay still for a while, and you've sort of it's a risk versus reward. Yeah, and- exactly. Yeah, I think you have um, some sort of like auto aiming stuff. It wouldn't have to be full oh, yeah. on. You get you know you get t- two shots, and if you miss, you fucked. But basically, you've you've got like the the equivalent of the red shell, which is an auto aiming sniper rifle that. That literally takes that takes out the person in front of you in one shot. Yeah, so of course like they can do something to block it, sort of thing. Yeah, well, I'm I'm picturing it more like I don't think it's as fast paced as Mario Kart, where you just like, oh, I got something, okay, just fire it off, and you know, if it's an automatic thing, I think that does. I, I feel like there should be a little bit of, particularly if we're sort of doing it first person shooter ish. You know, there's some aiming and there's some some yeah. sort of strategy there for when you use it and and different things, but. Yeah, like the idea of just like throwing a grenade behind you as you run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sort of thinking, what are the other sort of weapons that um that worms put into place? You know, massive 
a holy hand grenade of Antioch or whatever from from Holy Grail. Right. You throw it and it's basically a blue shell. It goes and finds the leader and it yeah, doesn't maybe, automatic home. Maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like even in Mario Kart, that's overpowered. Um, and I'm, I haven't played a lot of Mario Kart particularly, but I feel like this shouldn't, it shouldn't just be a fire and forget. Um, I think, yes, there should be tools to, to, to allow you to take out the leader, but maybe mm-hmm. it's like a guided missile or something. Um, yeah. And you still have to sort of aim it or at least like lock on to someone. Or it's like the- it's like the. The UAV drone or whatever it is, or the the missile strike or whatever in like Call of Warfare, Modern Duty, <laughs> Call of Warfare. <laughs> you know where you get like a top down view and you can sort of mostly aim it, but it's as it's moving really fast. So yes, if you do it well enough, you'll take out like the top person, maybe even the p- person in second. But you could easily fuck it up and hit no one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. I like the idea of oh, I like the idea of it being deformable tr- terrain as well, so that the, the oh yeah, the, yeah, like you race got track is really faction. yeah, like the right ra- yeah, so you can destroy buildings and like debris in the way, and and the, you sort of your track is is cr- all cratered and stuff uh, as, as you. Go I like on. the idea of being able to basically take out the um all the all the platforms to get up to this area. So when the person gets up there, they've got to you know spend time actually. Bashing through the um right yeah through the terrain to actually make it through yeah basically evening evening up the um the land the, the race yeah oh yeah I see yeah yeah so, slowing the the race leader down by literally removing the the obstacle or oh, the way over the obstacle yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of like if you do it well enough you can just the first lap round, burrow your way through this mountain that's like taking half, like in the middle of the track, and no one notices. <laughs> you can just go through straight to the finish line. <laughs> Almost Minecrafty. Yeah, I, I do. I do kind of like the idea of being able to to deform the terrain. Um, I do also like the idea that there's there's certain areas in which you know you can redirect a river down into. Down onto the track, so basically you've oh, just made right. it harder. Like break a hole in the dam and all this sort of stuff. And yeah, you've got yeah. All this water to yeah, deal I definitely like the idea of these very, very uh, uh, ch- like changeable terrains and, yeah. and race and levels, race courses. So what happens if you take out like the massive um, suspension bridge? Is there another way round? Uh, you swim. Everyone has with the crocodiles, <laughs> and then you got to abseil down, swim with the crocodiles, then um, <laughs> climb back up. Oh, this is like over a cliff, so they yeah. have picturing just over a river or something. But okay, um, I don't know. Maybe you can craft things, <laughs> build a plane. I don't know. <laughs> Hang glider. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think maybe cool. that's getting a bit too far. Okay. Let's go again. Yeah. Three, two, one. Clickety doodah. Underwear. Enough. <laughs> so this is someone who's just had enough of underwear. They're free. Going it. To be gender they're, they're going neutral. out in the world free balling for the first time. Free balling and- or free vagin. Whatever you want to do. Uh, 
and it's just changed. <laughs> it just changes their life completely. It's just like, oh my god, the freedom. <laughs> I think it's one of these games where it's um, you come up across a situation where um, having underwear would actually be. <laughs> Would it be able to save someone's life? I think that's the whole game. I think the whole game is coming up with situations that could easily be solved with underwear and now is are difficult to solve and you have to solve them. <laughs> it's like... I can't even... I don't know. I can't actually think of situations where that's the case. Um, other than, like, helping someone out who shit their pants or something. <laughs> Or like having to make a slingshot out of underwear elastic. <laughs> I love Space Quest too. <laughs> yes, I'd forgotten about that. Uh, yeah. If you want to, if you want to see what we're talking about, go watch our <laughs> Space Quest two playthrough from play, like play two years ago. All right. Is, okay. there, is there? Should we just click again? Yeah, click. Yeah, again. okay. Woodsman. Stealing. Uh, is this a sequel to our fucking Red Riding Hood game? Um, no, okay, let's... Stealing Woodsman. Stealing Ooh. Woods, man. I kind of like the idea of you're, you're playing like a lumberjack in the middle of a forest. Mm-hmm. And in the morning you get up and like there's a, a massive lot of your wood that has been taken and it's it's sort of like you're in a desolate for- forest there's nothing around there's no footprints or anything and it's now all about you trying to work out who stole your wood and what's actually going on i'm thinking it could be a kind of fun they had a license to that wood <sighs> uh- <laughs> Yeah, okay. I like the idea of a horror-ish, tense sort of thing out in the woods. Yeah. You think you're out there alone. Maybe there are some real- Like, maybe there are some mechanics around building fires and cutting wood that sort of play into it. Um, I think VR. We haven't done the VR game this this episode. VR is probably good. That would work for this. I think you could have some basic crafting, but not not to the level of, like, the forest or Minecraft or anything like that, but more- I think it's mostly around- Okay, I like the idea of this as as a VR survival game. Not- Again, not to that level, but- Yeah. Again, but, like I said, sort of focused a lot around wood. Yeah. As you are a woodsman. I think we get a really nice wood splitting simulator going- Yep. So, you have, you split the wood, you have to break some down into kindling, it, like, affects how well you build the fire <laughs> um, to, to stay warm and, and keep it going. And so, the first night you do all this work, you've got all this kindling, you wake up in the morning and half of it's it's just gone. splinters left. Yeah. Yeah. Half of it's yeah. gone. It's okay. like, what? Yeah. Hang on. No, I spent all this time, like, cutting this wood. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like the idea as well as this goes of sort of, like, wood is your main resource. Yeah. You never have to worry about finding food, but you no. do have to worry about cooking it. You know, yes. you never have to worry about finding water, but, you know, you, you, you need to stay warm um, in the nights. 
Okay, what so- I kind of like is that you've actually got, like, a food replicator there, but it only replicates raw ingredients. So, you have to actually, you know, um, it's sort of like a, a hyper-advanced civilization, but yep. it's not to the point that they actually- They can't do, like, refined foods. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. That's interesting. Bringing it into an advanced civilization or the future, but- still kind of primitive in the way of you're stuck out in the woods and that's all you've got and oh I kind of like the idea that the AI is also like the only thing that you're communicating with so you're having little conversations with the AI and they're sort of helping you out a little bit and well maybe or I was kind of thinking you're basically like this is a world like which AI were you thinking of in this replicator thing or just 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 like a basic replicator in the in um, basically yeah, yeah basically AI. basic AI in the replicator. Okay, uh, talking about you know all the all the awesome food that you could be. Um- oh, so it's a bit like did you ever play? Ah, um- oh, shit! What was that adventure game? The cyberpunk one. Um, a wedged eye one. No. Anyway, there was a. Uh- in that world, you could go into like the basically into the internet, and there was a character who was basically a mascot for like a food company or something. So it very much spoke <laughs> only about food stuff. So oh, I kind of like that idea that there is this rudimentary AI in this food replicator thing, but it's really designed as a marketing device. Yep. Oh, I like the idea that usually you have to pay for, uh, like for to make this thing replicate. And so, it's always trying to upsell you on things. Uh, but maybe you've got- It's like a hacked one or something. <laughs> uh, I, I do like the idea that um, you can you can get refined foods, but only if you pay. Other than that, you got to, you only get the oh, raw ingredients. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like the government made them- Like, forced them to allow raw foods to be free through these devices. Yep. Um, but, the, yeah, but that was the, the trade-off was anything- more than that, uh, you required credits or something. Yeah. I like that uh, a lot. Maybe at some point you do manage to hack it, like come a- come across some sort of some sort of chip that lets you hack it and get some stuff for free or whatever um, yeah. la- later on when you don't want to be having the player just make raw food all the time. Yeah. And it's it's also one of these sort of things of you've got, you've got this spooky sort of stuff going on. You've got this juxtaposition of- of the woodwork versus like technology, yeah, and and how obviously you can tell that this character doesn't want to doesn't want to be dealing with um, that much technology and has only got the bare minimum. Um, everything else is yeah. Is, well, so I'm wondering what they're know. out there for. Like, what is this person? What is your player out in the woods for? Is it yeah? Uh, were they trying to escape? Like civilization society or other, were they there for some fucking like drug deal that went wrong and now they're trapped or was it crash landing um, somewhere like what brought them there I think this character is actually on the run from okay. something yep. I think what's actually happened is like he used to live in the town um, there was a, a a murder that sort of happened um, this kind little old lady uh, died as a as a granddaughter was you know coming to drop off some food from a you know like a basket and all this sort of stuff and 
and he got he got blamed for it and you know a la a la your red riding Hood yeah okay thing, but just sort of brought into brought into a brought into modern days and uh, okay i like the idea of them being on the run and as the game goes on you sort of, the player is sort of deciding one way or the other whether like it's ambiguous as to whether they were framed or not yeah. uh, or, or at least like miss you know mistakenly accused so if, if i if i could bring forward my my little twist that it turns out um what's what's stealing like the wood and all this sort of stuff is your character's actually a werewolf <laughs> okay and it was actually you all along and yes you did actually murder this kind the kind of little right, lady. Okay. You just never knew that you were actually a werewolf. Oh, that's interesting. Because you could bring in the whole yeah, like you've got the Red Riding Hood analogy or like yep. thing, but you, the you think, was always you, think the- you saved and scared off the wolf. Everyone else accused you of doing it because no one saw no one else saw the wolf. And then the twist is you were you were both. Yeah. <clears throat> That's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I, I kinda like the idea that it was both the um the the little red riding hood and the grandmother character who were found murdered in this Yeah. In this place. Yeah. As and the wolf was not, not to be found, although like they you were know, like you, you saw some grey hairs sort of thing. Yeah. And they somehow had very axe-like claws. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know I kind of like the idea of of playing around with this this whole thing of the dual personality. Yeah, um, no, that's cool, and I, I like that idea of you just you just play this this woodsman during obviously his his human hours, but but it ends each night as you sort of go to sleep, and as long as you've got enough fire going you'll survive the night but yeah when you wake up every time like some of your stuff and some of your wood is gone um and yeah, yeah you start thinking and you're, and you're having these like this little fucking food repl- replicator AI is basically your Wilson as you sort of have these one sided conversations yep. with it and it just like gives you uh these like upsells for fucking chocolate chip cookies back at you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, I agree. Um, I like poignant. the idea of, like, going into going into this um, nearby cave and you see all these, like, cave paintings in there that, that sort of talk talk about, like, a, maybe a creature in the area and... Um, yeah, you're setting it up for... For being it... For being something that it's not. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Uh, you can almost go a little bit Alan Wake here in in shows, sort of like the psyche, sort of creating creating things. Yeah, I think you would. I think with that horror sort of style as well, you'd you'd see shadows moving and you'd see yeah. you'd hear things, um, but you never I come mean, right out and show them anything. I mean, the the look of the forest at night would have to be like the the creepiest sort of thing, and you'd want to be in. In like your cabin in the woods, basically. Yeah, yeah, and I think you can like protect it over time. Like, I'm thinking from a gameplay point of view, you've got a lot of upgrades, and you've got a lot of different things to help you get through each day. Um, and and as you go through each day, you sort of get a bit more story stuff that unlocks 
to give you a bit more background into what happened and your character and maybe you, like, hear things on the radio or... I mean, it could even be that you do interact with other people. It's just you're in a town that's, like, far enough away. Yeah. You know, you have- so you have things like, oh, you know, don't go into town. You can't go into town after a certain time because the newspaper came out with your face on it or something. Yeah, and I I think um, your Wilson character can sort of- um, is connected to the- um to the to the wireless internet or whatever around so it gets the latest news updates and right and yeah. can basically tell you what's what's going on it's and got tell wi-fi to get new like recipes recipes you, yep. yeah or again maybe you manage to hack it in some way uh so that it can it can get the news as well <laughs> Oh, I kind of like the idea of having, like, wood-based hacking. <laughs> <laughs> you just shove a splinter into it in the right way. <laughs> you, you're doing lockpicking, but with wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little toothpicks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I reckon we click one more time, and then we do our final click picture. Uh, okay. Three, two, one, click. Bicycle. Clockwork. Ooh, Both of those have gears. I like gears. Like, is this some sort of mechanical, like, steampunkish building thing? What what sort of comes to mind is, like, a time-travelling bike. Ooh. Okay. So, it's it sort of um, looks like someone's taken something from, uh, what's it called? The time machine, you know, yeah. the, how it looked kind of like oh, a, you know, <laughs> kind of like a bike, but it's but it's actually this time it's actually right. two wheel version. Here's of what it. this is. Here's what this is. Yep, it's an exercise game. You play in VR, but you have to have an exercise bike speci- that's specially hooked up to the game in it so that it knows how fast you go. <laughs> to really to travel through time, you have to go fast enough, a la Back to the Future. So you have to pedal real fast. You get your heart rate way up. You go through the time stream. It's like, oh, great. Now I can slow down a bit. Leisurely pace. See things that are around you. Ah, oh, cool. Oh, wait. There's a fucking dinosaur coming. Fast again. <laughs> you got to get away from that. <laughs> and so it's all I think about it- giving you a good workout while exploring these different time spaces. And perhaps uh, there's like, I don't know, shooting gameplay in there as well. <laughs> I'm thinking kind of like the um, the time machine. You know how it stayed in one place and then time moved around it? Yeah. Same thing with this bike. Like, time moves around the bike, so- That's fine. Um, Though I think you're still at least moving forward as fast as a bike moves yeah. forward. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you're kind of moving forward, but you're moving forward through time a lot faster. So, yes. um, you're still in danger of- Oh, wait. Are you, you saying know, the faster you go, the faster you move through time? The faster you go, the faster you're going through time. But also, you know, if you're if you're about to be hit by something and you make time go fast, there's a chance that it's going to still take you out. Right. Because you're still physically So, what there. if you slam on the brakes? <laughs> Does time stop? <laughs> it actually stops and is now at a point where you can never get off this bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, look, we don't have to go too deep on the actual sort of way that the time stream works. I was just picturing it as I could see it being a fun thing 
a fun way to get your exercise, right? And you can have a different story every day and different time yep. periods. And um, it's, it's sort of like that zombie run podcast. Uh, no, the, the app on your phone. Yep. Where, you know, you run a certain- distance and you get new bits of the story it's the same thing with the bike but there's but the actual speeds that you go at and like the trails that you ride are built into the bike it hooks up to it so if you go up a hill in vr then like it ups the resistance and stuff uh that would that would sell man (laughs) (laughs) you would hope because we we put all our collateral into building these bikes building the bikes um, don't fucking exercise. Exercise bikes should just have USB ports now so they can be controlled externally. <laughs> no, probably. Then but- you get so many, you get so many cool apps for your bike then. Um, <laughs> this is just one of them. There's other ones, a fairy tale game. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. And But in all of them, you you can still put on your little, your Oculus Touch or whatever and just shoot things from your bike. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Drive by. So, I think that'll do for click pitch for today. I've got my photo ready to go ready to. Ready to go to. Give it to me, Three, baby. two, one, enter. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. This is a. We have a very James Bond looking fella. Pointing his gun very menacingly. He's got- Does he have sunnies on his head? Yeah, so what I'm thinking is that he's asking the person on the other side of the screen, tell me where my sunnies are. I didn't say- (laughs) I didn't say he's pointing it very menacingly at the- at a laptop screen. Yeah. Um, This- (laughs) this is spy work in the time of COVID-19. Yep. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's all digital. It's all via Zoom. (laughs) <laughs> he's got like the, a, a video background of this huge warehouse with all sorts of you know cool gadgets being made behind him when actually he's in his basement interrogating a, someone who has obliged to come on this Zoom chat with him <laughs> um, okay I really like the idea of this guy not being able to find his sonny's Okay. Um, and he's going, he's basically going through, you know, warehouses and all this sort of stuff. And, and, um, the way that he, he interacts with computers he, is he just literally points a gun at it and it starts downloading the stuff for it. <laughs> for him. <laughs> Sorry, I just love the idea of a gameplay mechanic where to make a computer do anything, you just threaten it with a gun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my God. That's really funny. Are these sentient computers or it's just like, yeah, it's sort of I, a I think, ridiculous I think it's thing. AI. It's a, it's an AI who, um, can actually feel. Or is it just one so, of these ridiculous things, like a kind of cartoon, cartoon logic where you can in- intimidate, um, inan- inanimate objects into doing what you want? <laughs> I just like the idea of this of this um, AI that actually feels pain, and you just point a gun at a computer, and the AI starts doing things for you. <laughs> right? Yeah, that could work too. So, wait, any of the devices that's connected to get hurt, and it feels pain. Yeah, I think I think if it's if it's networked to a to a device, 
unfortunately, the, the person who created this AI gave it feelings. Yeah. And the type of feelings it was was actual, like, pain receptors. <laughs> actual so human pain. Shit. Is it Jeeves after he uploaded himself? <laughs> uh, just to have a bit of a callback. Um, okay. And if wait. So- <laughs> But you still didn't find your sunnies. I do like that idea. Yeah. It's kind of a cross between like John Wick and Dude with My Car. Uh, yeah, it, in a way. He's literally, it's one of the scenes where like he's going through everywhere. Um, you haven't actually seen your character throughout the whole, t- whole time. He goes, I was, I was in this warehouse yesterday. You know, it's the last time I saw my, my special sunglasses that Q gave me or whatever it was. Right. And um, he's told me I need to go find them. And like, <laughs> okay, so he's going yeah. through the whole thing. All right, so, okay, so it's not just some dude who's missing his son. He's just like, no, this is this one of a kind prototype that that by yeah that our Q made for us, and I need to find it, or they're gonna fucking kill me. Yeah, and and then when you get to the end of the end of the mission, and you find this AI that has feelings and all this sort of stuff, and it says they're on your fucking head. Goes, no, I think I think oh, you feel I think I think as a as a player you kill the AI and then as the light goes out of its screen you see in the reflection of the screen the sunglasses on your head. <laughs> so the black, and that's where the black game mirror starts. situation. And, and from, oh, that's the that's the opening. That's the cold opening. That's the opening. Yeah. And that's then the, the title opening of the game and then <laughs> okay. And I think it's a very James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of sunglasses. Well, well. <laughs> they're the hero. They the sunglasses are the hero. Fucking head. <laughs> oh, okay. But what turns out happened is you didn't kill the AI. They transferred into your high tech sunglasses, and now it's a buddy cop, buddy spy. Uh, yeah. Like shoot 'em up game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it, and it's sort of like at first. You know, you can tell that it's an evil AI. It's basically um, trying to um, say that it's got something hostage and all this sort of stuff and and trying to make you do things. Yeah. But as you go through, you realize that, no, it was just a, it was just its way of, of like, it got programmed to do this and but it's you actually get upgrades good. later on and it's actually, you know, the AI is only as bad as the programming. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, the AI gets promoted above you and now you're working for it. <laughs> no, I do. I do love the idea of like, kind of a, an uncharted style, you know, adventure um, where you're was, where you're playing. I was thinking a spy. it's definitely got to be. Um, it's definitely got to be like a a first person shooter. Otherwise, you can literally just turn the model around. Like it's on its head. That's true. That's true. Uh, maybe maybe it's only first person in that stuff. No, it can be first person the whole way through. Um, but I mean, my point was that you've just you've got this voice in your ear the whole time, like you've got the the dialogue going back and forth uh, as you yep. play through of the AI in your sunglasses and your character. And of course, the sunglasses have all kind of cool high tech like vision modes and sensors and stuff. Oh yeah, like um, Batman detective mode and all that. Sort of yeah, stuff. that sort of thing. So you can like highlight and tag enemies and. Yeah, uh, it's a very kind of. It's basically fast by. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that'll that do us for today. I think that'll do us for today. 
So if you would like to find us online, listen to all of our other episodes, leave us reviews, uh, like our new friend Zach did last week. That was very nice to see. Go to podchaser.com slash pitstorm. Leave us reviews there. Tell us what you thought. We'll reply. We'll say thank you. It's very... Uh, it's very awesome. Uh, we are also part of the 8-Bit Collective. This is a group of podcasts about video games and pop culture and movies and all sorts of different things. Go to 8bit.net, check them out, subscribe to their Patreon, give them some bucks. It's great. Do it. For another awesome group of podcasters, check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. It's a collaborative network of Australasian and New Zealand, uh, podcasters who just want to help each other out so check out the australasian gaming podcast network on facebook or at agp network on twitter and finally we'd like to thank kuridas for the use of the song mount defiance off of the album containment failure nelly switch those around again (laughs) (laughs) that's right so thank you again for joining us this week on bitstorm i'm ben slinger i'm trevor scott Where are my fucking sunglasses?